One of the world's most famous modern paintings, The Scream by Edvard Munch, has been stolen from... The Scream was stolen by a bunch of Oslo no-hopers. This particular original version of The Scream was painted in 1893. They went up the ladder and fell off, and then went up again and broke in the window and went in to collect the painting. central figure, riven by angst, thinking that this blood-red sky was coming through his brain. And, and Munch was mad enough to paint it. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, famed and forgotten from... 1994. Hey, everybody. Welcome Here to we the are... show. Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped right in. What did you say? I said, hey, everybody. Oh, you were always just doing the same thing. I was trying to help because I feel like I don't help enough in the intro. You usually don't. Yep. So let's do it. Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Here we Art. are. Though, welcome to Art Corner. <laughs> we are your curators today. <laughs> we're talking about art. We're doing, uh, we're doing a, a little different of a thing. Uh, this, is, this isn't really uh, going to make any sense internally, but we haven't really recorded an episode in a while. We had a weird backlog of episodes, and then we yeah. finally went on vacation and did the fabled vacation episode, which will be out someday. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we're back. Yep. And we're we are back. doing it again. We're back in our homes, in our respective rooms, recording as usual, much like as we are right now, the coronavirus. That's we're right. We're back to where we were a couple months ago. <laughs> We've decided that we needed to be at least six feet apart. And so we've gotten into the separate rooms and we're going to record, I think, all night, right? We're doing we're doing an episode here. We're going to do another episode and then we're going live all night long. Yep. No, I'm not going to promote it, though. So you have to run across it on your own. <laughs> so good luck. I'm not telling you what day this was. You probably could have tuned in. So, <laughs> Sucks for you. <laughs> you missed a lot of gems, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, but I am pretty tired. Anyway, so here we are. Art Corner. And I, we were looking over the list and we were like, you know, what would be something good, something different that we, a corner we haven't really gone into lately uh, or at all and talk about. And I think this actually will sum up our entire understanding of art <laughs> here in this one brief episode where I, we, we're going to talk about it. Up. I am a little bit concerned as we prepared for this because I'm like, oh, I should not be talking about these things. <laughs> I oh. do not have the background. <laughs> I've been to a few museums. That's about it. That's yeah. all I got. So, yeah. and not in a long time. No, but what, I think one of the last things we did before the pandemic was we went to the art Institute to see something. Remember it was the Warhol thing. There was a Warhol thing. Oh yeah. Wasn't it? Yep. Yes. Or wait, was it, was it not Warhol? No, it was Warhol. There was a whole Warhol thing. Yeah. Right. Right, right here in Chicago. Was, yeah. Right here yeah. in Chicago. The, the Obama portraits are here right now. And uh, we're not, we have not gone and I don't know that we're going to, would love to see them. Yeah. Would not like to be around all the people that are there. So not willing to die to do it. Nope. I've seen a nope. picture of them. That seems pretty good. They seem nice. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah. But what we're talking about today in the 1994 art world is not art created in 1994. I don't think there's a lot of living painters who I think are really getting the big pub who aren't like Banksy or street artists, right? Like I don't know who's painting portraits right now. I mean, I'm I'm sure there are a lot of great artists that are alive and were painting in 1994 and are out there. We just don't know about them because we are not we are not good at keeping up with art. We're like we're a couple centuries behind. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, I would say we're firmly in that uh, portion of society where if you are not dead a long time, I don't know. I don't know who you are painting wise. So that's, that's true. Listeners, if you know a good painter, 
at them in this in this uh, episode on our Instagram. I'm sure I'll go and take a look at some of their paintings. <laughs> we want to see what people painted. I'll check it out. Whether sure. it's I like a lot of pop culture nonsense you can put on T-shirts, but otherwise I'll still do it. Yeah. But what we're talking about are basically two distinct art heists. Would you say the one was solved? Yeah, they were both resolved. They were resolved. I don't know if it was solved. So I guess just to, to open the door on this, there was this painting by Raphael Boots. When was Raphael alive? Huh. Um, no, I'm kidding. I, I know about when they think this painting was painted. Oh. So he must have been alive during that time. This was a early 16th century, like first decade of the 16th century painting, Perfect. as I understand it. Yeah. And so he must have been alive then. That's true. He was alive uh, at the end of the 15th century and the beginning of the 16th century. Yeah. Only lived to be like 37. Really? That's it. 37 and out. Uh-oh. So hard living. Give me a couple months. I got him beat. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations. Suck it, Raphael. Suck it, Raphael. Uh, I win. Yeah. So yeah. he cranked out a series of religious paintings in this one period of time. And one of them has been alternately titled, what is it? Madonna and the Holy Hay, I believe is how you referred to it. <laughs> Madonna. I thought it was Madonna and the Holy Hay, like it was an episode of Bones. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was Madonna of the Hay. Right. We don't apparently need to specify that it's holy if we're talking about uh, Madonna. Right. It's also referred to as Madonna and uh, Child and Lamb. I believe, right? Yeah. Madonna and the Child and Lamb, something like that. Something like that. Which, but, based on the what we found, was a picture of maybe this painting. The latter is a much more accurate title. Covers everything that's going on in that painting. It's yep. uh, it's uh, Mary, and she's got the baby Jesus who has a lamb in a headlock and seems to be stuffing grass into its mouth. Something like that. Yeah. And it's lovely, despite that description. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, but so, Raphael painted in the course of his career, I think, like at least 19 Madonnas. Like he was very into this as a subject matter as were, I think some of his contemporaries, very popular topic to cover. Yeah. Um, well, she know. had all those different periods and she had that, that weird cowboy period and then Vogue and things yeah. like that. So there's a lot of variety you can get out of Madonna. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. The first Madonna joke of the It felt obvious, but it felt like the right time. <laughs> so anyway, painted this painting and it straight wait, up wait, disappeared off the wait, earth. Before oh, we move in, can I just say that he really wanted to express himself? Wonderful. Hey. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I couldn't let us go further without that. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Just keep peppering in these delightful insights. I'm going to try. Will, they will really help. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, what happened was this painting straight up disappeared uh, sometime in the late 1800s. It was, they don't think it was actually stolen. They think it was sold, but there was no real good track being kept of it. So then for a long time, they didn't actually believe this painting existed or was a real painting. There was only like references to it in books. There wasn't really any pictures of it yep. and there was no track record of what had happened to it. But um, I believe if you knew about it, there was one family in like Italy who had it hanging in like their dining room and they oh. were like, this is our Raphael. Oh, and that was just it. You yeah. pop by there for dinner and here's the Raphael. But back then, I think he just having a Raphael was like like nothing. Like, yeah. it was just like having like a calendar with puppies on it. Be like, oh, I've got that same calendar. Yeah, and that was it. So, just... so we're not entirely positive that it was heisted. It just had vague ownership status. Right. I mean, the only reason I would say that it's a heist is because of the way that it was re it was agree uh, um, returned or how it was found. And the details on that are a little hazy because the Italian police weren't real forthcoming with a lot of the details, and there's not a ton of 
follow-up research that's been done since the painting was recovered, which happened in 1994. And that story goes that there were like five Italians who were posing as businessmen who had the painting squirreled away in a bank in like Milan. And they had contacted some who they thought were some legitimate buyer for this painting. How exactly they got it, where exactly it came from. I believe at this point there was some actual heist involved. Because even though it disappeared, it probably was just hanging in somebody's house. It, there, does, there doesn't seem to be yeah. some sort of mischief around the 1800s. A lot of paintings that went missing as famous paintings were related to the Nazis. Like that was just what was that? That was the big, all the missing paintings sort of that you would hear about as a famous thing. That was all related to the war. This isn't that. This happened before. So anyway, what happened was who they thought were their legitimate buyers turned out to be a kind of a group of policemen from... Italy, I believe it was some sort mm -hmm. of joint effort and they bought it for like 24 million dollars or it's like whatever that is, hundreds of millions of lira and recovered it and then arrested everybody. So as we were researching this, there were a set of articles from The Independent, which is a UK newspaper from about 2011. So something happened with this thing because there were a couple articles about it in 2011 that resurfaced and some art experts were like, is it a Raphael? I'm not so sure. And so I read the article about it and most of it I honestly did not understand. They were like, he used a different shade of blue. I don't actually think that's what it was, but it was something there was something about some of the style of the paintings. Now there's a there was a lot that actually indicated that it would be a Raphael. It was very much like his style and the way the Madonna was set up was reminiscent of other things that he had done, I guess. And this is where I realized that we should not be talking about this, but I'm gonna give it a shot anyway. Nice. But there was the one thing that stuck with me about what they pointed to was that the the underdrawings, like the preparatory drawings that you can see underneath the actual painting in Raphael's paintings are much more the way I interpreted it, like much more um, robust, like grid lines and things to keep things lined up appropriately and blah, blah, blah. And this one, someone just like freehanded it and they were like, eh, this looks good, I'll paint it and, and then it'll we'll call it a Raphael. Like, Fair. So, so the one article that I read was an expert who said, uh, "No, I don't. I disagree. I don't think." But, but the truth is, we don't really know. Um, so we'll never really know if it was a Raphael or not. Yeah, there were other art historians who were quoted around the same time as saying they thought it was. And I think part of the reason for this that I randomly ran across through other kind of research was Raphael died so young. And he was running sort of like the family art studio in the early 1500s because his father was like a court painter, which I guess was a real position. It's sort of like being like the court composer, sort of, that when he died, when Raphael was fairly young, Raphael took over kind of the whole business. And so when he died, he left all of these drawings. And so the like the house of Raphael or whatever completed all of these paintings. And a lot of them were of pretty you know, questionable quality because these weren't the same level of painters that Raphael was. So yeah. my theory is that just because there are people who say like, oh, this doesn't look like a Raphael or this does or whatever. The fact that there's so many paintings that are in existence that were from this other period that like other people completed these paintings leads me to think this might actually be real just because they seem like they would have a lot to compare it against that were like lousy versions of Raphael paint. <laughs> but it's hard to say. I mean, yeah. it's really, there's nothing to point to definitively. And I'm not an art critic, so I have no idea. It looks yeah. pretty nice. The pictures but, I found through Google images. That's all it, I got. And it doesn't look unlike the other Google images I found of other Raphael paintings. So I would say authentic. You know what? Um, Calling it <laughs> authentic. <laughs> it happened one year verified. <laughs> 
<laughs> the one thing that I was trying to recall that I can't quite remember is there was a name of the family who who allegedly owned it, whether they owned it from like the time of its painting until whatever hijinks happened. I, it's very hard to follow the path of this. They just said that it yep. had been missing for a long time. But there is like a family who said that they, you know, that this was their Raphael painting. The other thing that they sort of ascribed to this painting that indicates that it might be authentic was the, the I guess you can like date the type or color of some of the paint and the location because of what it's made from. Mm. And it put him like in... Uh, Venice I want to say when we knew him to be in Venice so the idea was we were pretty sure this painting was painted at a time where Raphael was where the painting was probably painted if that makes sense yeah well I mean and see that's what I mean is that because there is so many other paintings from that time that are that I guess are still in existence or at least they have to look at in, in some you know critical way and they know a lot of those weren't like original Raphaels. They were just sort of from the Raphael group. You think they would be able to make that delineation easier to yeah. be like, well, this is real and this isn't. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. All I can find about the painting since 1994 is that it's in some private collection and it's not in a museum. So I don't know what the story with the painting is, why it, it doesn't get exhibited or just again, hanging in somebody's house. Yeah. But and it's not typically listed in the Raphael catalog. And I don't know if that's because it's still missing and it's never been displayed or if that's because we aren't confident enough that it's an authentic Raphael to list it in the catalog. Right. Um, but I did find an article that listed the most valuable paintings that are in private collections. And it was like, it was probably 60 paintings. Like it was like th three pages of paintings and it wasn't on there. So huh. I would have thought that if this was one of them, that that would have been in the group. Yeah. Um, but it was not. Interesting. So the only other tidbits I got about Raphael otherwise, because I don't know much, is the the kind of the famous painting that's missing from World War II is a Raphael painting. Uh, and that was one of those that was stolen by the Nazis and then they think was destroyed. But they did find the frame at some point, which I think is weird. Yeah. So the frame is actually hanging in a museum somewhere, I, I guess, because the museum, if, they, if a painting is ever found, they could slap it in there. But that's kind of a weird thing to me. Um, that's fascinating. Is that the self-portrait one? No, I don't think so. It was like so. portrait of a young man. Oh, and it is portrait of a young man. Yeah, it's portrait of a young man, and they think it's a self-portrait, but they don't know for sure. It would make sense, because if you've seen Raphael's like, self-portraits, he's always that guy that they like, they always say, like, oh, the painter paints himself in, and he's yeah, staring yeah. out. It's always Raphael. Like, <laughs> like, it's always him. So, I mean, maybe other people did it, but he did it best. So, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, that painting is apparently still missing to this day. They think it was probably destroyed, but it does bring up a curious question: How the hell they still have the frame? Yeah. So, so there's that. Do you know? Uh, do you know? Uh, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Do you know what museum that's in? I don't. It's an Italian museum. There's not a lot of Raphaels that actually aren't in Italy. There's uh -huh. Raphael's not one that has paintings all over the world because I don't think, even though he was pretty prolific, he didn't live that long, so he didn't actually have. Yeah. He doesn't have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of paintings. Like there are some people you see paintings of theirs everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, he's not like that. So I, I don't. I'm not honestly sure if I've ever seen a Raphael painting in real life. Maybe. I mean, yeah. we've been to to France and England. They might have some, but yeah, I don't think there's a lot of them in America, and I don't think they travel a lot. So mm. yeah, so I don't actually know. I, I read it and I it immediately went out of the head. But yeah, I just yeah. thought it was a funny thing that and like it's in the museum and it's hanging in the museum. <laughs> like you can go <laughs> see that frame. Maybe it's a real impressive frame. Maybe good craftsmanship. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe it gives them the opportunity to tell the story of the painting, right? right. Like that's right. why you display that. But right. that's, keep it that's alive. Really, keep it yeah, going. That's yeah. interesting. 
So, so that's pretty good. The other thing is he was a contemporary of Michelangelo and of Leonardo da Vinci, but they don't mention Donatello. And I feel like that was a miss. <laughs> who they, who is that guy? Because <laughs> even as a kid, I always felt like that was a crammed in name that didn't have anything else to do with him. So Donatello <laughs> Smith. Wait, was Donatello his first name? I don't know. I don't maybe think so. what's his name like Dave Donatello? <laughs> Did he use just Leonardo's brother? Don Don Da Vinci. <laughs> well, let's include him. Let's do it. Uh, it's weird. Who was your favorite? Uh, who was your favorite from that group? Oh. Are you talking about the painters or the turtles? You know, honestly, both. I watched a smidge of the turtles as a kid. That's where mm -hmm. I'm going to start. The smidge okay. of the turtles as a kid. Good. And uh, can't tell them apart. Like, I know some people know which is which. I have no idea. You can't tell them apart? No. Oh. oh. Can you? Yes. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched Please. the show a lot when I was a kid. And then there was the video game. The video game really helped. Please continue. Well, so the only main, I mean, I, I didn't, I haven't seen the show in a long time. So personality wise, I couldn't really tell you. The only one that anybody knew was Michelangelo because he was so cool, but I don't remember personality wise what the stories was, were with the other ones. He talked like a surfer, like he was the cool one, you know, like yeah. all of like the turtle quotes that you would remember were always from him. Um, but he had the orange headband, the orange okay. eyepiece band. Uh, Raphael's was red. Donatello's was a purple and Leonardo's was blue. Oh, and, and then, then they, they all have different, different weapons. Yeah, they all have different weapons. So it's like the video game. They're all exactly the same in the video game, except with the different color headbands and different weapons. Oh, who yeah. had the swords that you like pull out? Uh, Leonardo had the swords. Yep. Donatello had the, the bow staff. It was just a okay. big long stick. Oh. Uh, Michelangelo had nunchucks, which was yep. all again. Cool. Yep. And Raphael had the sigh, which is just like a, 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 a three pronged little trident thing that fit in your hand. And so he but was the like worst in the video game because you had to be really close to use this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had to be yeah. right up on it. Where Donatello they, was like, the best because it was so long. He had the big, long stick. I mean, I feel like just a stick is a terrible weapon. Yeah, but it was as effective in the game as all the other weapons. <laughs> so all you right. could hit people from further away. find that hard to believe. Oh, the, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game was awesome. Do the, you like, remember when we, we played that game forever? Did we? At, at, um, oh, at some arcade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. They have these arcades where you the games are all free. Like you don't have to put in the quarter to continue and you see yeah. because you drink beer and play. And we played the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game for a long time yeah. at one time. I don't have the dexterity anymore that I did as a kid to play video games. So yeah. like I was never great at that game because there are like a ton of like yeah. just the B villains who you have to just keep mowing through. And I was just lousy. So like I, I could beat a few levels as a kid, but now I suck at it. But yeah, and then like the power-ups were pizzas. You get little slices of pizza or a whole yeah. pizza would get all your energy back. Yeah. Because you were constantly getting knocked down by all of these like bums. Yeah. Yeah. So I do feel like there is some like debate that you can have about who's the best Ninja Turtle. But I think the best of these artists is very clear. Like there's one guy and then there's everyone else, right? Michelangelo. Uh, it's Da Vinci. Oh. oh. So the Sistine Chapel, you're like the hell with that thing? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You know what? The debate continues here 500 <laughs> years later on Art Corner. <laughs> well done, everybody. I mean, I think we can all sum this up. Michelangelo, the coolest Ninja Turtle, uh, also possibly the best artist. Mm. Leonardo, great artist. Ninja Turtle, he was all right. But didn't Da Vinci do like the studies of human anatomy? Like, didn't oh, he have Vinci, his notebooks and stuff? Yeah. I mean, look, at I, again, I'm not an art historian. I couldn't tell you this or that. But he did like the, the Last Supper and... Yeah. Yeah. The, what was it? What's it called? The... Um, yeah. Something man, the yeah. with the with the the anatomy of man, that, that yeah. big thing, whatever I'm, that is. Yep. God, I don't know anything about terrible. <laughs> <It's laughs> uh, I was like, we should not talk about. No, that. you're probably. We shouldn't have wandered down this path. No, we're doing anyway, great. Uh, I would say Raphael, great painter, 
a lousy character for the video game. Honestly, it might have been better to have the artist Raphaela in, as a video game playable character. <laughs> might, it couldn't have been worse. Yeah, yeah. Because at least he had, I, he had stamina, right? He painted a lot of paintings, right? So. Sure, sure. So he should have been able to take more abuse in that game. Yeah. And then right. uh, the uh, Madonna with uh, lamb and child <laughs> recovered in 1994, currently hanging in somebody's house, probably hanging up in like an old, you know, rec room or something. So then people yep. could come in and be like, hmm, this used to be my playground. That was a stretch. That was a terrible joke. Yeah, that was terrible. That was not great. I, for some reason, like no Madonna songs were coming to me, so that terrible thing just popped <laughs> this in. Used there. to be my playground. Oh well, we got uh, the painting in there now, but this used to be my playground. <laughs> we had Twister over here. There's like backstory that needs to happen for that. Like you have to like have a, ch a child's playroom. You have to remove the play from the room. Then you have to choose to hang the painting in the room, and then you can insert Madonna quote. It was not great. Look at I understand how, how jokes are constructed. What I was trying to say was <laughs> this was the rec room. And then we had, you know what? Forget it. This, this did not work. <laughs> so anyway, so that is the story of the Raphael that was recovered. It, I realize we don't have quite the depth of knowledge to really get all the corners of that story. I just thought it was kind of interesting that they recovered this. Yeah. And that took place literally like a week before yes. the other big story that we we're going to go over, which was is really a much more involved story. Yes. So why don't we do that after we do this? Art Corner. So if you had to point to a painting that you think appears on the most like t-shirts and pop culture things, it's the scream, right? Oh yeah. I had, I might even still in our magnet box. So this is a very boring story, but when we moved from our old apartment, we discovered that our new refrigerator was not magnetized and yeah. we were heavy into magnets before we moved here. So it's a real problem for us. Yes, so we have like a, a, a Tupperware full of magnets. And I believe in that you will find a magnet of the scream, but with a UFO overhead that I've that, had since I was in high school. That sounds right. Very big pop culturally, even though I would say Edvard Munch, not exactly uh, Leonardo da Vinci when it comes to general renown. Did he do anything else that we would know? He, well, I know he did some other paintings because he's had other paintings stolen. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like if you could point to another real famous monk painting, uh, this is basically it. And, you know, I think it's just kind of got that iconic look, you know, and it just kind of resonates with people because it's so memorable. And I guess that's it. But beyond that, no, I don't know. You know, I don't know that there's a lot of other artists you could point to. And like you immediately would associate one painting with them. You know what I mean? Like even like the Mona Lisa, like he did other stuff, you know? So it's like, you can kind yeah. of do that. So but more, 
modern artist or artist that were contemporary with him, I think you probably would have. Like Klimt comes to mind. He has the one painting that everybody knows. And then a lot of paintings that look kind of like that painting. Well, so the thing is that I, I and I, I know I think I know what you mean, but Klimt had a calendar. <laughs> and so I've that's how I associate most art is. Did they have a calendar between 1999 and 2002 when I was really heavy into like calendar store work? But Klimt's all of Klimt's stuff does look the same. So yeah. for me, that's all I think of is like, oh, it's all those ladies with the bro with the heads that are sideways. The broken oh, no. neck. It's painting, the kiss. You know? The kiss is the famous one. Like that there's is a, there's a dude in that painting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the lady is like the main feature of it. Oh. Like, he's kind of like on her back. And I think okay. he's kind of over her. I recall. Um, Art corner. But <laughs> and it's kind of like, but that's the famous one. And then there's all the other ones that kind of look like that one. I guess that's probably. I mean, again, I just don't know. Like Georgia O'Keeffe might have one famous painting, but all her paintings look the same to me. So I don't have that. Yeah. Monet, the same thing. It all kind of looks the same to me. Look, uh, listeners, Art corner. if you want, but Georgia O'Keeffe, not an artist. Oh my, taking shots. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I didn't realize we were going to come in here and just drag Georgia O'Keefe. <laughs> you know, f her. She's nobody. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, that might have been too far. That's a lot. No, I, again, I don't think we've got a lot of art listeners. That would be a weird group that we've somehow pulled in and they're all furiously, like, what the f uh, these people, sons of bitches, talking about like Georgia O'Keefe. popular Keefe. because middle aged ladies like to make cross stitches of her painting. Like, ah. that's what that's, I'm going Fair. out there. So Painting. she's the Thomas Kincaid of the early 20th oh, century. Oh, yeah. That's fair. He also had a calendar. <laughs> I'm That's sure it. That's all I got. Him and Gettys, you know. Yeah, and You Gettys. want to write in and talk about calendars. I'll talk about calendars all day. That's not oh even a problem. So. so anyway, The Scream. Yeah. Edvard Munch, he painted four versions of this painting in like the early, the late, the late 19th century, the early 20th century. They're all right around the turn of the century, it seems like. Yeah. And they ended up in a variety of Norwegian museums, including the Munch Museum, which makes a lot of sense. He yep. was Norwegian, I guess. So as time goes along, they mostly are pretty secure in those museums. There's one of the paintings that kind of starts to get sold around. That's not the painting that gets stolen, but that is the painting I believe that ultimately sells for like $120 million in, in the 21st century. And it's it's not yeah. exactly the record for a painting, but it's really close. That's correct. 119.9. Not bad. Like, not a, they couldn't not a bad get the extra of like little bit to get it to 120. Like yeah. really? I guess it was that one guy who was like 120 is as high as I'm going. So it just came in under that. <laughs> so like you know, the yeah. taxes would have been higher or something. Right, right. Just like, no, that's that's it. We, we don't want to break the bank. I'm already kicking in 119 mil on this. Do you pay like 20% sales tax on that? Like, is that? I, <laughs> what is that like I can't believe there's sales tax on paintings, but maybe. We got to talk to an auction person. We got to talk to Sotheby's, yeah. something like that. So that's what happened to that painting. But the other paintings are all still in museums. The famous Scream heist took place in 1994. How great is that? A week after the, the Madonna and the lamb and the Christ and, and, the, and the stuffing of the grass, that all happens. And then the, the Scream painting gets stolen. Can you explain the circumstances of how the Scream painting got stolen? Because I think it's actually a pretty fun heist yeah. story. So the Lillehammer Olympics had just started. And so there was a lot of stuff going on in the area. In this Lillehammer. In Lillehammer, yeah. but this actually happened in Oslo, and I, I don't know how far apart they are, but uh, I think they're pretty close together. Yeah, yeah. Nor Norway's not a, a huge country, so it's going to be pretty close. But they, you know, there was a lot of Olympic stuff going on, and as part of that, there were some art exhibits, and they were exhibiting this version of the scream. And so, what I believe happened is the people who stole it broke in and were able to steal the painting in 50 seconds. Yeah, apparently the security lacks. Yeah, they left a note 
on the wall that said thousand thanks for the bad security. <laughs> yeah. I guess they had moved the painting like for the Olympics to try to like yeah. get, yeah. you know, they figure there'd be foot traffic or something. So they put it on a different floor and that floor security was, I guess, garbage. Cause these guys just smashed in and took it. Just took it. <laughs> no. So what I, all I know about it, honestly, is that the painting was then gone for, I think a little over two years. It, it had disappeared. And then through a similar series of hijinks, yeah, there's no way you can sell that painting. You have like stealing that painting is just stealing it to have it. The Raphael, maybe you could convince other people like to you could, you know, it's still an old painting and it's yeah. not well known. Nobody knows what that thing is. It looks like a Renaissance painting, but it doesn't have any kind of real recognition. But you steal one of the what four or five most famous paintings in the world. There's only yeah. so much you could be able to do with yeah. that. Yeah. So they eventually caught these guys because, again, they were trying to sell it undercover police international uh, cooperation in the group yeah. to to put this together and and they did find some pieces of weirdly the frame of the painting yeah in a suburb of oslo that they kind of thought was like a hey we, we would like to talk about ransom like i think their idea was hold it for ransom and and right and like that's gonna work i think they did ask for ransom at some point and then didn't get it like they asked for like a million dollars yeah and they, they told them to get lost but yeah you know, because of this, then the painting was gone for a while. Yeah. They but, did say that like there were, it, there was at least one group trying to capitalize on this. So an anti-abortion group contacted the police and they were like, eh, we might have it. If you run some <laughs> anti-abortion messaging on TV, we might give it to you. And the cops were like, no, no, you do not have the Interesting. No. You do not have the painting. Trying to capitalize. <laughs> you know, everybody has to inject their politics into things. Yeah, exactly. Keep your Gross. politics out of my painting heist. That's right. So 1996, this all gets resolved. They, they did recover this painting. And then they found out that the guy who had stolen it, the main guy in this group, he had already once before stolen a monk painting. And that's how we know that monk has other paintings. I think it was just called the vampire or something vampire, like that. Yes. Yeah. So that's fun. But uh, yeah. That's what happened there. So I think that's fun. I think it's, you know, it coincides with the Olympics. There's all kinds of great stories. Right. So that story, I, how much like publicity did that story really get? Because again, remember the Little Hamilton Olympics are a huge Olympics, like in, in pop culture history. That is a crazy big Olympics. Yep. yep. So that one just goes under the radar. I think probably until 96 would be my yeah. guess. Yeah. Do you see that the guy, they sentenced the guy to like six and a half years in prison and in 1999, on a field trip, A, why are you taking prison field trips? But on a field trip, he escaped and he was captured 12 days later in a blonde wig and dark sunglasses trying to buy a train ticket to Copenhagen. Like, this is a movie, right? Like, this didn't really happen. There's got to be like some Norwegian filmmaker who is, has put this together by now because this does feel pretty great. Wait, what is this guy's name? Because we should get, we'll, I want to put it in the thing so then maybe he'll write in. He'll, yeah. He's got a yeah. Google search result for his own name. With my 0% knowledge of Scandinavian languages, it's something mm. like Paul Angar. 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 Does it have like an O, like a, the little O over a letter or something like that? No. No? Okay. No, it's just E-N-G-E-R in the article that I'm reading. Oh, okay. Well, I'll throw it in. I, yeah, it's I'll Paul P-A-A-L, which is like, pal? That's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he'll get in touch. So I think that's a fun story. I think that's a fun. I mean, this this covers us for art. We're not doing another art episode. Oh, no, that's no, it. No, 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 that's the whole yes. list. That's as far as we're going to go. So I'm coming back to the earlier idea. Yes. Oddly, as we're recording this, you can see both your favorite painting. Yep. And my favorite painting here in the same window. Yeah. I guess maybe I have to put this picture on the Instagram, but I look kind of dumb doing this. Oh, can I? Oh, I don't need to take a screen. No, we can just screen. I'll this. save the video. Yeah. 
So would you say, though, so your favorite painting, I, I would assume, is Guernica? Yeah, it sure is. Has by Picasso. <laughs> Heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> Young Spaniard coming up in the world. Okay. Pa- Pablo Picasso. Let me just like, let me justify this a smidge, which is I went through a period where I just learned because of like classes I was taking. I learned a lot about Spanish art. So I was very into Spanish art, like all. And I know more about like the main Spanish painters than I do about anybody else. Yeah. Um, and then I went to Spain um, as part of a, a trip and I saw Guernica in person. And it is a remarkable painting. Like it is to stand in front of it is. And, and it wasn't even like blocked off. There was like a little bit of rope in front of it. You could get pretty close to it. And it was like, it was a moment. I really like experienced something as I went through that. I mean, literally the poster that we have in our house, my sister bought me 20 years ago. It is a paper paint. It is a paper print with a cheap frame around it. And I've just never upgraded it because it's so like there's dust in it. Like it's yeah. bad. It I does just, look a little busty. Yeah. But, yeah. but I love it. I love yeah. that painting. I love it. it. I love the story behind it. I love, I love Picasso anyway. Like it's, just, it's so good. It's and Guernica in real life is big, right? It's huge. It's yeah. huge. It's crazy. You couldn't take pictures of it, yeah. but there were people who had gone on this like trip to Spain before I went. And they said that the, when, when they saw it, they had to look at it through a window, like a little window. But when I saw it, it was just out. Like it was wow. just out in the, and that was amazing to me. Like, there, I mean, again, there was like a little wire distance and, and actually I didn't know at the time how common that was. Cause like, even when we went to see the Mona Lisa, like it was, yeah. it was just there. Like, I think it, that had glass in front of it that Garrick yeah. did not when I saw it, but like, yeah, it's very easy to get. That like they keep these paintings out, you know what I mean? Like that's also I think when it's that big, you don't want people to like end up up against it, you know? Just yeah. Because people moving by, like I was yeah. thinking, like Sunday in the Park is over at the yep. Art Institute, and that's a surprisingly big painting. Oh, I, yeah. I you always see the picture, and it always just looks like oh, it's neat, but yeah. it's the whole room when you go in, like it's so it's big, enormous. And I think that has the same thing. It has like a wire, like it, they don't want people just to like walking by you end up against the painting somehow mm-hmm. but would you but so what I, my point was would you yeah. say that Guernica is Picasso's most famous painting because it's probably not right I know I mean, we were just I talking about this this is. whole thing I thought I it'd would. be the guy with the guitar the the yeah that I mean look Picasso has a lot of famous paintings yeah. I think the guy the what is it it was in his blue period I don't know what it's called man with yeah guitar. blue guitar man, but I know man, I know what man. you're talking about um yeah. but I would think it's Guernica like because yeah. Guernica is so it's so different from anything else that he did because it's so complex. Like there's so yeah. many components to it that I think it, I, I would say that it is his fam- most famous painting. All right. I, I mean, honestly, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not a historian of any sort. It's just that when I think of Picasso, weirdly, I don't think of this painting that's hung up yeah. in, in my apartment for all these years. Yeah. I tend to think of the more cubist stuff or that guy with the, with the mm-hmm. guitar. Uh, yeah. It's anyway. different. He did all those portraits of women. Yeah. And like, it, I, I just think it is different from what he typically did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think you can find similar stuff, but it, mm-hmm. it's such a grand, a grand mm-hmm. painting in a lot of yeah. ways. My favorite, I guess it's my favorite painting. I never really made a list. I didn't do the set of 400 paintings. That'd be weird. <laughs> but I think what's my favorite painting is, is certainly not this painter's most famous painting. And it's the uh, Hopper painting, which I always think of as woman in a movie theater. So I had to quick look it up. It's called New York movie. <laughs> but it is this woman that's in a movie theater, but it looks very much like a Hopper painting. Yeah. It's just that Hopper did Nighthawks and that's the one everybody knows is the yeah. one with the people in the diner. So that's, that's not, so this was a painting that I think I ended up having to order this. Like this is, it is on canvas. Like it's, it was made from like art.com or it was nothing fancy, but I did want to get it that way because 
you know, the, the a lot of the stuff in the frames around the house, it, it, it doesn't have the same good kind of weathered look over time. It, it starts yeah. to get kind of gross. But I believe I bought that for this apartment, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think we had this before. Yeah, we didn't have it before we were here. Yeah. yeah. But we, this apartment has so many big white walls that we figured we got to try to start filling it up with some stuff. And this yeah. is better than just, you know, yet another Marx Brothers poster. You're <laughs> welcome. We're almost three years here and we have, I think, purchased one thing for all of the big white walls. Oh, no, we well, no, I guess a few. We've purchased a few. But well, like small things. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I we mean, still have walls like if oh, you've got a like. If you've got a 15 foot wide painting, we've got room for that. Like, that's how weird this apartment is set up. Yeah. And like we left the one wall purposely empty, but till we could we could project movies. So we don't need a Marx Brothers poster. We just need a Marx Brothers screening room. (laughs) But the the one bedroom does have this great big wide wall. So looking for suggestions. I think we're just going to move before we end up (laughs) filling up all the art. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, really, that's been Art Corner. Is there anything else worth talking about? We were just going to talk about some museums we've been to. Seems uh, dumb. I don't know how interesting that is. Yeah. I just like to, I like for us to bring our personal experiences. Of, into of it. course. Yes. Yeah. We have been to a lot of art museums. So be jealous. I don't know. Sure. No. Yeah. I mean, if that's your idea of a good time or if you want to <laughs> hang out with people and drink, that also is fun. But you can't really do that in a museum. That's no. they're going to frown on that unless you go on. Yeah. I don't know. Dr- drinking at the art museum night, which <laughs> I'm sure exists. Right. Can I, can I tell a story? When I went to, so when I was in high school, I believe I already mentioned, I took a, a trip to Spain with a few of my- Boy, name drop uh, in Spain a lot. My though. colleagues, been there a yeah. couple times. No, I've only been there once. Um, yeah. But like one of our free days, I it was like me and like, I don't know, five or six other girls that I went to high school with who were friends of mine-ish. And uh, I hope they're not listening. Oh, my. Um, and <laughs> there's no way. They're, they're getting listening. the George O'Keefe treatment in this part of the yeah. podcast. <laughs> they were fine. They're um, fine. They were all very nice. They're yeah. all very nice people. And then like three or four adults that came with us. My sister was one of our chaperones. And so that was cool because she got to go with us. And on one of our free days, like 90% of the 15 people that were part of our group went shopping. And me and like two other people went to a museum. Oh, Nicely done. We went to the Picasso Museum because we went to the Prado is like part of our, you know, thing. And that actually might have been where Guernica was. It might. I can't. I don't think it was at the Prado when we went there. What city is that? Did you say? It was in Madrid. Oh. And so, yeah. So that was where I was when everyone else wanted to go like, you know, hang out and shop and buy buy stuff. And I was like, "Mm, I think I'd like a second museum in this city. Thank you very much. Very cool. (laughs) Super dork. This, this really actually makes a lot of sense. That really fits in with what I know about you. But honestly, that was like my favorite day. I yeah. really love that day. Well done. Uh, I don't have a comparable story. I would only say it's probably like when we went to Paris and it's like, oh, we only have this much time in Paris. Let's go see two giant cemeteries. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the Jim Morrison one. We're going to go to the other one, too. Uh, man. We got the envy of everyone we know. It was like in our first three days, we went to two cemeteries. We did. We knocked the cemeteries right out. And I found about about like other cemeteries in the years since. And I'm like, oh, I hope we can go back someday because I want to go to that cemetery too. (laughs) Oh, my God. That makes sense. Well, folks, I think uh, you have gotten the full experience of what it happened one year is capable of as regards art. Ooh, sorry. It's not been That's, great. I, let's uh, really, even if we do another season of this and we're in another year, I, I don't think we're doing another art episode. R- right? Like, what, how is that going to happen? Reflecting on it, I think this went great. Oh, I, I mean, I kind of like the way this this turned out, but I think that this is 
about all we can cover, honestly. Like, I don't know. Maybe we could, if we go back far enough, maybe we can find some random thing. I mean, I think it depends on why we think people listen to the show. Oh. Why we want to make it. And it's just for us being uh, silly. So we don't really have to know things. We can, I think it's kind of amusing the things we don't know. People don't come to the show because we know things. I think Certainly that's, not. that's clear. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, oh, I can't even think of like a fun outro. Like, so like list a bunch of this stuff. I can't. There's nothing. No. Yeah. So I think it's just got to be the traditional outro. Wango! Wango! Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye. This has been It Happened One Year. Follow us on social media. Give us a rating on wherever you listen to podcasts. That'd be great. Michelangelo ate all our pizzas again. You were warned, Michelangelo.